0: once again, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to a brand new edition of The Quinn Spin. I'm your host, The Quinn, at least that's how I'm known here on the program, and I'm back here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and more for another rousing and riveting installment of the official podcast of Underground Music Collective, and you just heard Rebel Nine's All it Become at the top of the show. That's been our opening theme song here at The Quinn Spin since the great year of 2014. And it will be until the very end of days, and before we get to it today... I want to encourage you, wherever you're watching, listening, like, share, comment, subscribe, follow, whatever the mechanism and the verbiage is on your platform of choice. Please do that. Let's get this episode into more eyes, into more ears, more hearts and minds going forward. And this is definitely one, if you are a creative, if you know creatives, you're definitely going to want to share with the people in your circle Nicholas Luizzi of Sales Performance Team LLC joins me. And this was such a great, insightful, thoughtful conversation. Nick has so much experience and know-how in the worlds of sales, in the world of marketing, and just a true masterclass-type episode once again here on The Quinn Spin. And as independent creatives, you're also independent business owners, and you're going to get a lot from this, I guarantee it. So I'm going to let the episode speak for itself, and I'll be back at the end to close us out. All right, back here on The Quinn Spin. As I mentioned in the intro, I am joined by Nicholas Luisi of Sales Performance Team. Just such a great mind, you know, in the world of sales, in the world of building those funnels, in the world of just building and getting the most out of your business, and just so, so fortunate to have Nicholas joining us Thanks so much uh, for coming on the show today.
1: Well, first off, it's my honor, right? Uh, And thank you. Thank you for all you're doing. I really love the conversation that you are having, that you are really having the courage to kind of push the envelope when you talk about the artist community and having them think more about it as a business, which is a passion of mine, right? And really having them think about what are their revenue streams. So I think the work that you're doing, uh, you know fast and furious you know like I said there's no such thing as an overnight success you've been at it for 10 plus years we talked about that in the beginning of the show uh, or before we kind of turned the mics on but you know really everything you're doing is phenomenal uh, and I applaud you for that and I applaud your listeners for really thinking outside of the box right and so I think we're going to go deep on that but I wanted to take tip my hat if I had a hat on uh, to you and say thanks.
0: Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. And, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, the 10 plus years has informed the journey to where I can give that back now, you know, like, yeah. and what I find is the music industry doesn't teach you how to do business, you know? And so that's something where I see UMC, where I see the Quinn Spin, where I see everything that we're doing, you know, being a way for artists, for creatives, for anybody who's like building something from zero at the end of the day, musician or not, you know, a chance to learn that, right? Because, yeah. At the end of the day, like in in the case of musicians, most artists are approaching this, you know, as employees for jobs that they don't have and may never have, you know, depending on if they're the flavor of that particular era that the labels and gatekeepers are looking for. So you've got to find ways to build this as an entrepreneur and think like an entrepreneur. And so that's why I'm so excited for this conversation today. And so to... Share a little more about yourself. I ask every guest of the show three standard questions. Feel free to have fun with these. They are, who are you? What are your passions? And why on earth would you want to come on the Quinn Spin today?
1: But first and foremost, you know, this has been a lifelong dream of being on the Quinn Spin, right? I, I grew up as a there little kid and just thought about being on this show for, you know. Eleven years ago, uh, you know, it's so yeah. uh, you know, it's always been a passion of mine. So, who am I? Uh, I'm Nicholas Luisi. I am uh, the founder of a company that's the Sales Performance Team. Prior to that, I have been I've had my own agency, right? So, I've had my own marketing and advertising agency, and then I worked for a company by the name of, at the time, GKAC, and then Magnetic Marketing, where I was the VP of Sales and President, and we taught content creators how to really monetize themselves. We taught business owners, we taught artists and entrepreneurs how to really market themselves, how to position themselves, how to create a business around whatever it was, whatever, if it was their art, if it was their passion, or if it was a traditional business, like a brick and mortar business. And that's been kind of my passion and my ballywick. I grew up around entrepreneurs, grew up in an entrepreneurial family with grandfathers and grandparents and aunts and uncles, um, and so really have pushed the the education for entrepreneurs to really think of their business, as a business, and really think about constantly the revenue streams and driving that. And that's kind of what we do on a daily basis uh, with our customers. And um, what I try to give back uh, in a past life, I I was a college professor, right? So I did some adjunct teaching. I don't think i could be in a in a traditional school environment today's day and age, just with my schedule and everything. And so I view podcasts and speeches as my ability to educate, uh, something that I'm passionate about. Is what we just talked about of really, you know, I, I, I you know, passionate about my family, right? Passionate about my faith. Passionate about trying to be better as a human first and foremost, but also passionate about being better. In my craft and my craft is sales, revenue streams, marketing, all things on, let's call it from the top of the funnel, if we use business speak or, or marketing speak to the bottom of the funnel and just getting better at it and sharing that and learning from others like yourselves. And so, you know, I, and in all seriousness, it has, I like these type of podcasts that push the envelope. Right. Versus just the standard podcast tell us about yourself or push your book or whatever that is. I love these conversations of taking non-traditional business people and teaching them that they are a business, right? That they are solely a business and their art and their craft and all that has to be geared towards driving their driving their profitability. Driving their continuance of their brand, if you will, and constantly thinking, maybe how about how to reinvent myself, right? Because you have constantly have to reinvent yourself in business and in art and in everything. So uh in all seriousness, uh, this is a phenomenal opportunity. I love it, and I love out-of-the-box thinkers.
0: Well, I appreciate it and already getting so much value out of this conversation and plenty more to come. And you know, it's it's interesting too, because like i said a lot of artists are kind of seeing themselves as employees for jobs they don't yet have right you know they're waiting on you know somebody to discover them they're waiting for that viral moment they're waiting you know for spotify to get their act together and start paying more per stream right whereas what i've found in my journey is like the solutions are all around us right we just have to be willing to look for them we just have to be open to looking for them but a lot of artists are just focused on the art and the creation. And I think starting out, and I know I can speak, you know, when I started this podcast for myself, like, we don't understand like all of the work that's going to go into this. Right. (laughs) We don't understand, you know, exactly all of the things we have to account for because it looks so simple to see, you know, somebody like, say, Jelly Roll, or a Lizzo in recent memory, like, blow up, become this overnight success, but we don't see the years of work, we don't see the struggles, we don't see people sleeping in their cars, you know, and, like, all the things, all the mistakes you make, all the things you have to learn. So for somebody who's at that, like, early stage, who's feeling very overwhelmed by just the business of everything, the business of creativity, where's the first place you would suggest they start to Get that education.
1: So, um I think what you said was genius, right? That the that that the answers are around them, right? And, and they don't have to think that they have to create something new, right? Or go and forge a new path. The path is there, right? And it's been created. Get coaches like, you know, the stuff that you do, right? And in your, in your thing. Find a coach that's kind of been there, done it, right? Kind of see the forest through the trees. There's uh, my mentor. Uh, I had an opportunity to work for him for eight years and really studied him for a long time. But remember my name is Dan Kennedy, right? And he used to say, you are not the the butcher the baker the candlestick maker you are the marketer of the business right so your business isn't defined by who you are or what you do you're not a plumber you're a marketing and plumbing services right so you know go start with him go start with with you there's some really good education books you could buy or audio books that you could buy just to listen and so the first thing you have to think about is this is a business right and so what are the various revenue streams that I could start Doing? What are the various mechanisms that I could get myself out in front of people that can make decisions on yes or no, whatever those decisions are? From day one, and I've made this mistake countless times, and so I'm passionate about it. From day one, start building a list right? Start building an email list, start building a mailing list, start building a contact list, start building a Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is, YouTube, start building audiences and start building out these platforms. And this is five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, right? If they have day jobs. So I don't want them to think that they're overwhelmed and this is everything that they're doing, but they need to start thinking about that. And then they need to start thinking about what are the communication methodologies and how can I drill? And get myself in front of people. I think they always, everybody wants to be the overnight success, right? And I don't think anybody sees the grind that it takes, right? So if you think about the artist, um, you know, in the old days, in my days, right, they ran around and they handed out CDs, right? Mm-hmm. And they went, you know, and they went to shows and they, you know, they just they kind of burnt the hustle, right? And so, if you think about that, you kind of have to have that hustle and that mentality. And yes, I know we all want instant gratification by myself, right? So I'm not beating anybody else for finding that. Yeah, there's days I don't feel like doing it. But you have to do the grind and kind of embrace the suck every day. This weekend, uh, this is before uh, this is probably going to get announced, but, you know, the Super Bowl is going on, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the Super Bowl is won by the in the weight room, right? Studying film running plays over and over and over and over again, watching film on the people that, were, that are our opponents, right? Making adjustments. That's the suck, right? It's not all the adulation. It's not all of the touchdowns and everything like that. You kind of have to embrace the suck of everything. And I think in art, right? Um, and that's why I'm passionate about really bringing marketing and sales philosophies and speak to non-traditional business people and quite frankly some business people don't even know this right so just see yourself as the product first and foremost constantly think about revenue streams constantly think about communication streams constantly build the audience and work it every day
0: mm-hmm.
1: how's that I for a long answer to a short question
0: that's beautiful. And I have a follow up to that. So of course, relationships is spe- in, in any business, you know, not just in music, not just in entertainment or everything. What are some techniques that you've seen work, you know, for people who build successful relationships with their audience and eventually convert those people?
1: So I think first and foremost, they have a respect for their audience, mm-hmm. right? They they view it as I have a respect for the audience. I have a respect for the craft. I have respect for everything I'm doing. And I want to give back, right? So I'm creating for the audience. If you think of some of the best, see, bands that have been around forever, right? They've created a community, the Grateful Dead. I'm probably aging myself out a little bit, right? Now, but... But they created a community. They created a community of people that poured with them, that listened to them. They gave back. You could come and make tapes. In the old days, it was cassette tapes that we would, you know, bootleg out and listen to. And so, you know, think about it as that. Think about that and, and just kind of building the relationship by giving, but also by asking them, right? Because people... Ascension is retention, right? Retention of an audience, you have to ascend the audience. And what I mean by that for the artist is they have to, buy something. They have to purchase something. So don't think sales is a dirty word. Don't think the act of trade or commerce is a dirty thing, right? It's not. The investment actually gives them joy, right? Because of the fact that one is the neurons, right? Endorphins go off in our brain when we buy something and we make a purchase. So if you are an If you are an artist, right, so you're a painter or something, a sculptor or something of that nature, that person's going to have joy and is going to have a story that now when they invite people into their house, they want to talk about that art, right? My wife and I have pieces of art, some that we bought by happenstance and some that we've made investments in. And we love the story of that when we're talking to family and friends and entertaining around the house. Or music. We love that story. So don't think that sales is a bad thing. And realize that you're cheating people in your audience by not allowing them to trade with you, i.e., their dollars for your for your craft.
0: Absolutely. And I love what you said about the importance of building community as well. Because I, I was actually I just had one of my coaching clients yesterday, one of my star pupils. Uh I hope she's listening to this. And we were talking about, you know, the value of building that community and already like you're building that trust you're building relationships you are building this shared like sense of camaraderie and she's a very creative individual and knows a lot of very creative individuals who are her target target audience right and so by creating that trust by building those relationships it makes the process of conversion so much simpler in a sense because they're already there you know so they've already built this relationship they've already built this trust so when you have a new product whether that's new music whether that's you know she's got a fashion line she's developing whatever it is like they're there and then they're aware of it and they're going to want to support that because they're already a part of this community you still have to do the work to start that conversation of course in in most cases but it's there you know it's there for them the community's there for for you. And you're all growing together. You're all learning from each other. And there's this value that they're already receiving before they ever make a purchase, right? If you've built that community. And speaking of value, one thing that, I mean, I've really been pushing lately is the the idea of the value proposition and defining what's unique to you. And, you know, what you said before about how you are the product, I think a lot of artists, you know, when they start out, They brand themselves kind of, they see what other people are doing and they brand themselves that way. You know, the singer, songwriter from anywhere USA who goes by their first and middle name, you know, doesn't really stand out from everyone else doing that. So, how important is it to really establish your unique place in the market and that unique value proposition and what your audience can get from you that they can't get anywhere else?
1: Well, it's critical, right? And to see a sameness, uh, uniqueness is what stands out right? If you think about uh, my background, my passion is advertising, marketing, and sales. It's unique selling proposition. You, you call it unique value proposition, right? What is unique and, and truly unique about you? And own that, right? And just wave that flag of that. So it's critical. And we look for that in products and services that we're trying to help bring to the marketplace of saying, okay, what's unique about this? And what what can we do? Or what can we claim? Maybe it's somewhat similar as everyone else, but no one's claiming it. Right. So how do we claim it and how do we position ourselves? And and, you know, I would think your audience would embrace the freak. Right. And just embrace who you are and and really focus on this is who I am. And let me bring that to the marketplace. Right. Because Um, goes back to somebody that, you know, uh, that I mentioned before, Dan Kendi, you know, he taught you, you have to repel people, right? So you can't be afraid of attracting the right audiences, as well as equally repelling the right audiences, right? Mm -hmm. And that is the most important thing that an artist could remember. I love your top student. Really, she's an entrepreneur, right? She's thinking of different revenue streams. You can think about Jay-Z, right? I'm a businessman, you know i'm a businessman right you know you know so i'm a business and they have to think of themselves as the business and the brand and constantly looking at how what makes sense to my audiences i'm building a community i'm building an ecosystem i'm built in my business we would call it a list right or customers or something of that nature i'm building them i'm adding value to their them right i'm dropping little snippets right I'm dropping a song I'm adding value I'm sharing about my life if that's important for them and I think it is right this day and age and I'm talking about stuff and I'm singing about stuff and I'm showing them about stuff and then when it comes time to you know I've made emotional deposits right I've made deposits by giving them value now it's time for me to take it to the next level and say okay Here's where we're at. I'm dropping a new album. You know, I want you to invest in it. You know, uh, help me get my message out to others. Buy one for somebody else, right? Or I'm dropping a fashion brand. If it fits for you and you like my style, which a lot of you have, a, have asked me about, you know, I thought, I didn't see that this was something in the marketplace. But it's not just that I'm bringing the fashion plan to the market, right? It's, it's, it's now what is unique about this, right? Whether it's I'm sourcing, you know something right or it's this or it's organic or whatever it is and I don't know enough to know but you got to figure out what's unique because in a sea of sameness we all want to around uniqueness, right? We all want that individualization and you have to do it. Um, I think it's critical. It's critical. And I applaud you, as I said in the beginning, that you 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 force these conversations. Maybe you, you drag some of your students kicking and screaming or your listeners kicking and screaming to think about it from that place. And my position is it's okay. In fact, it's the right thing to do, right? If you go back and you, you know, if you look at, Rolling Stone, you know, Mick Jagger studied accounting, right? Because he knew that they were going to make the band into something huge. And he never wanted to get burnt by somebody of not knowing what was going on with the dollars and cents of the business. And so you have to, you
0: have to have that
1: uh, and you have to kind of make that investment and forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, so many quotable nuggets there and everything you just said, you know. <laughs> I, I love I love the phrase ecosystem and it's one we use a lot here too because that's what you're creating. And that ecosystem includes, of course, what you do and what you're putting out, your your creative output, your product output, but it also includes your community. It includes the overall values, mission, and vision that connect all of those things and make them go, right? And the great thing is about this, is we have more tools at our disposal than ever to do this, right? And we don't necessarily have to go hand out, you know, know, hard physical media, whether that's CDs, flyers. I mean, there's still something to be said for that and that in-person element, I think, especially when it comes to, like, event promotion and putting your flyers up around town, getting things in people's hands, going and making appearances at other events and shows and showing up for your community, right? Like, there's definitely something to be said for that, but we have more tools at our disposal. Now, what I find is there are a lot of artists, you know, who kind of complain about it. Like They're like, oh, I, I wish I could just write music. I don't want to, you know, have to be a content creator and this and this and this and this and this. And, this. and I know how I feel about it, but how would, you, how would you approach that conversation with somebody who's hesitant to really dive into these tools and get them to maybe reframe their perspective to see the opportunity in them?
1: So two things. First, I want to talk about the first part, which is, you know, there's so many more tools at our disposal. And I use the analogy a lot of times with co- with with clients and prospects and that type of thing. And they're like, you know, I want one way to get 100 clients. There isn't one way. I could tell you a hundred ways to get one client, right? And and I think you have to realize that it's the execution. It's the execution of a lot of stuff to get to where the mass is that you want to do. And it's the grind that you have to do, right? It's not that one hit of the hammer that breaks the boulder it was the 600 hits before that finally allowed that one last hit to break it apart so you have to do that and I think the second part is the people that don't want to do that don't want they just want to create sure of course sure listen I got 200 books behind me I would love to sit all day and just read books and then just pontificate but nobody would pay me for that. And I can't feed my family and I can't, you know, create the lifestyle that I want and give back to people by that. So you kind of have to embrace the suck. And I hate to be kind of the uh, the ombudsman of, of, of harsh reality, but I'll take that for a moment. You say, you got to do it, right? You get that a lot with entrepreneurs that I work with. When can I stop selling? You can never stop selling, right? You can't. Because if you do, the day that you take your foot off the pedal of doing it each and every day is the day that you're just going to become stagnant and the day that your 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 empire that you're building and I think they should think of it as an empire right i think they should think of it as something that they are creating to 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 think multi-generational Right. Their art and their craft should be thought about as multi-generational. And they got to do it. They got to do it every day. And I and I and I could take that position and maybe they won't like it and they're going to get mad at me and send me bad emails or Facebook. That's fine. But I'm saying it out of love and I'm saying out of truthfulness that you got to do it. Now I'm not saying that, ha- you know, listen, when you work and you're doing it and you're doing the grind, do the grind. When you're creating, create right when you are relaxation and rejuvenation and whatever that is do that but you gotta do all parts of it each and every day I think the creative mind needs that reflection and that downtime but it can't be all the time and of course we just want to create the music or create the art or that type of thing of course of course but you got to get to the thing where you're creating the platform and giving back to the platform and creating the revenue streams and creating the ecosystem in the community, as we talked about in the beginning and feeding that beast every day.
0: Mm -hmm. Another thing you said there was, you know, it's important for the creative mind to, you know, have that moment to rest and reflect now on the other end of the spectrum for the people like myself, who have a very hard time finding the off switch it's there buried under some layers of stuff but but you know like we we don't give ourselves that time to step back like how would you continue to elaborate on the value of that rest and reflection time so you can come back and give your best
1: She's uh gerard i don't know if i do it well either right and i think like you i just don't i don't turn that off right so for me I've learned that I'm a much better person if I get like 31. I'm trying to now 31 minutes in the gym, right, or an hour in the gym every day, right, or if it's just walking in nature. I unfortunately live in Chicago, so we get six nice days, right. So on those six nice days, walk around. But if you, you know, if you're in an area where you could walk, just being in part of something else, Um, you know, I think being around friends, if it's, you know, that, you know, I don't think you i'm I'm not a big binger right but maybe 30 minutes of television something you enjoy or an hour of something that you enjoy something to reflect i think meditation is really kind of cool um as i'm trying to you know just i don't think learn about it but just try to be a good practitioner of it and kind of wanting myself or, or centering myself but i think it has to happen and i and there's probably you know I think the other important thing is, is, you know, mental health awareness, right? And I think it's very important for artists. And I think their mind is constantly going. And I think they, they, you know, they have that creative switch that, you know, they could become obsessed by it. So they just need to learn how to manage that relationship uh, with their self, with their mind and find outlets to give them, you know, even if it's just talking to somebody just to kind of, okay, life is good. Let me, let me, let me pause. Let me kind of reset myself and then take it to the next level. I'm not an expert and, and, you know, I probably do it wrong, but that's kind of some of the things that I think about.
0: Yeah. Just having those pauses worked into your day, whether it's a workout, like movement is important, you know, some kind of reflective thinking, journaling, of course, is important. Yeah. Yeah. And like you say that before you you and I got on,
1: I was just kind of journaling, you know, uh kind of thinking, okay, what am I grateful for? What do I want to work on? You know, what is a model, right? What does a funnel look like? I'm thinking of a funnel uh that I want to launch for a new product that I want to take in the marketplace. And I just, you know, spending that quality time, that reflective time, I think is important. Um, there is something about the writing, right, of things that I think is very important. I think a lot of times we try to type it out onto our phones or onto a thing, but I think there's something about the writing of it that it t- Attaches it to our brain uh and so i'm trying to be much more mindful of that
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and and it does it like getting it out on paper you know can be therapeutic and like anything can be journaling it could be the deep introspective stuff but it could also be planning your day the next day you know it could be just like sketching out an idea like all of that is valuable and all of that, you know, at least temporarily takes you away from the screen. So it's just you in that moment doing the thing. Right. And we all need, we all need that. We all need to be able to give our brain at least a little bit of a reprieve. So our brain can catch up because like, I can tell you, we were talking before, you know, we turned things on, like, you know, how crazy things are in UMC land right now. And it's like, I, I find, you know, by the end of the week, Thursday, Friday, it's like, okay, my brain It just needs a little bit of a breather. Let me like switch gears to something else, you know, so I can come back to this refresh, but it's very important. And honestly, like life doesn't always give us the opportunity to take those breaks either. And that's something that we just have to embrace. You know, like you said, embracing the suck and embracing like the parts of this that are going to be extreme push periods, but that's the way you're going to create the impact you want to create by pushing through those things, by, Not letting those moments and those emotions overwhelm you and understanding, recognizing when you're feeling them, listening to your body and giving it and giving yourself what you need so you can show up your best more consistently, I think is very important.
1: You know, uh, another business philosopher that I like a lot is a gentleman by the name of Dan Sullivan who runs a big coaching program. So I, I really applaud everything you do with your coaching program. And Dan Sullivan works with entrepreneurs and he said, entrepreneurs have three days. They have um, work days, right, show up days when they are, you know, the, he works a lot with producers, right, so they're they're in front of customers, right, and they're interacting with customers and they're asking, you know, for money, if you will, or, or kind of moving people forward. So it's the work days. It's the buffer days where you're doing all the miscellaneous things that you should be doing. Um, and then it's rest days and you need those right now. It's not one for one for one. It might be that there's five work days, there's one buffer day and there's one rest day, right? Even, you know, the greatest person in the world rested on the on the seventh day. So it's all about that and thinking about that and Listen by Friday too, I agree with you. I'm I'm checked out, right? And you know, I've you know, I I I've been talking all day, I've been talking all week. My mind has been going. I just need to kind of just sit, right? Um, and whatever that is, or go to dinner with my family, or watch, you know, something just mindless on television for a little bit. But on the Saturday I'm kind of rested and ready to go back at it and you know, and and you know, and then uh Sunday, you know, spending the, the quality time. So I think there's an on and off switch for everything. And I think we need to realize that. But I think it goes back to what we both have kind of said, and I want the audience to know is you got to do it, right? You got to do the hard stuff. You got to do the grind. Nobody wants to do it, right? If you think about the world I live in, everyday sales, right? Salespeople don't want to prospect, right? They don't want to do the follow-up. They don't want to do the grind. They don't want to get better at their craft, well, maybe that's not fair, but they don't want to do the the hard stuff, right? But you have to do that every day. The high producers do that every day and are maniacal with their time. And for your audiences, what are traditional artists and those and content creators in that, they have to think about what do I do every day to build my audience? What do I do every day to sell my products and service? what did I do today? I used to carry an index card in the old days where you'd be in an office and you'd have it in either a coat or in a pocket and it's like, what did I do today to move the revenue stream forward? Right? Mm Because it's easy to get caught up. It's easy to get in, in the minutiae as we would call it, right? Or the mishigash, if you will, of stuff, right? And, you know, You're scrolling on Instagram, right? You're scrolling on Facebook. You're scrolling on TikTok, whatever the vehicle is or the vice is, and you just blew 20 minutes. Well, that 20 minutes could have been to go reach out to one person, send a DM, and try to build a relationship with somebody that could promote your craft and your art or... Come into your community. And I think that's that's what you have to think about. And maybe it's time chunks, right? So it's I'm doing 30 chunks every every day of this is the time that I am building my audience and nothing is going to get in that way. And I'm just doing that.
0: Yeah. And I time management, time allocation, protecting your time is very important. That's something that I've had to learn, especially over the past few years, you know, since taking the leap full time from corporate America, like. Protecting your time because if you don't protect your time and block out your schedule and make sure you're allocating a certain amount of time for certain activities like someone else is going to come in and manage your time for you and often it's not going to be on task to what you're trying to accomplish like one one change I've made is I, I was never a morning person and over the past year I've started getting up at 5am every day because i feel like those first few hours in the morning are crucial and also it helps me be traffic into town because you're in nashville if you're not on the road by six you're sitting in a parking lot for half the morning <laughs> you know but like but that's less time i'm spending sitting in traffic so i can get the workout in i can get in my chair and get to work and do all the things that you know need to be done to push those things forward and i think as you go you you evolve that system and you figure out okay like How am I put, you start thinking critically, like you said, about like, how am I pushing these things forward? Like for UMC right now, we have four pillars, you know, it's education, it's membership, it's content and events. And I think at the beginning of the year, or even end of last year, I was thinking like, okay, like I'll have one day where I work on each of those things. But now I'm finding like, no, I should work a little bit on each of those things, at least every single day. What am I doing? How am I doing at least one thing to move each of the four pillars forward? Because that way nothing gets missed and you're making sure that every aspect of your platform, every aspect of your ecosystem is developing the way it needs to. And they're they're keeping up with each other, you know, and some will always be more developed than others. I mean, we started as a content platform ten and a half years ago, you know, and we introduced a membership program a few months ago. So, like, obviously the content is further along than that, but the membership aspect won't develop if there's not intentional aspect uh, action rather taken every day to develop it. So amazing point. One, one more point that you made earlier, and I want to touch on this. something Something to the effect of embrace the freak. And that might even end up being the title of this episode. <laughs> like the artist has to embrace, you know, what about them makes them unique. And a, a lot of time there's a lot of fear associated with that, you know, and like fear of judgment, mm-hmm. you know, what are people going to say? Two questions. What would you say to somebody to help them change their relationship with that fear? And second question, who's an example of an artist or somebody in business, just somebody that you admire who's really done a good job of this?
1: Of embracing their freak? Yeah. Um, So, all right. So first off, I don't think it's easy, right? So it's it's easy to say, oh, just embrace your freak and, and stand out. And, and and I think society kind of has a way of kind of slamming us on that. And I don't think any of us ever really left high school, right? You know, and, you know, we still have that stuff that we kind of, you know, kind of move with us. And You know, and so you have to realize that and you have to realize also that you don't know what's going on in other people's minds. Right. So I can't control that. I can only control myself. And I think if you say this is who I truly am and this is who I truly am all about and really what I want to focus on and who I am and I'm going to put that out into the world and be authentic, that is going to be you're going to just feel better about yourself. Right. You're going to get past that. I'm putting myself out there. Right. And and now I'm I'm just embracing it and I'm putting myself out there. And the first time is going to be scary. And the second time is going to be a little scary. And the third time is going to be still a little scary. But by the fifth, the seventh time, it's just going to be easier. And so, you know, how do we embrace the sucker? What do we do about that? You just have to do it. Right. And you just have to kind of say, This is who I am and this is my brand. And it wouldn't be inside of you if it wasn't meant to be outside of you,
0: mm. if
1: that makes mm. sense. It wouldn't yeah. be in there. That conversation wouldn't be. That's somebody telling you something, whatever, whatever your philosophy is. It, it's not inside of you if it's not meant to be outside of you, as long as it's moral and good and for betterment of society, right? Which I assume your listeners all are and your members all are. And so that's the important thing is just realize that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. A very, a very inspiring take on that question. So, who is somebody that you think has done a really good job of that, whether in art, business, music?
1: So, like them or don't like them, I think that um, you know somebody like. In the personal development world, Tony Robbins, right? Mm-hmm. It just embraced who he is. It puts yeah. it out there, and probably I know a guy that worked for him. Actually, was his number one salesperson. Said Tony would probably be doing it for free if he could, right? But you know, so it is. It is what it is. Um, um, so it is really, really focused on that, and um, so that's a guy, right? From an artist perspective, um, you know, I think jelly roll. I mean, you know, I I don't know enough about him, but he's who he is, right? I think some of the country music artists, you're in Nashville, you're in the heart of it. They're, they're kind of doing it, um, uh, themselves, right. And really focusing on that. So, you know, um, your artist, your your community probably knows better than I do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if I go back to a basketball player, Dennis Rodman, right, was himself, right, kind of embraced his streak. Uh-huh. So, yeah. uh, so,
0: yeah. Yeah, Jelly Roll, I think, is a great example. I mean, a local guy, you know, and definitely has been very transparent about the, the road yeah. it's taken him to get here. You know, 39 years old, winning Best New Artist. But, like, again, he's one of those – cases where it's like it took a long time it took a lot of learning it took a lot of life lessons and struggles you know and i do like to your point i think the country world is very much like diversifying not only in the traditional sense but also in the sense of like personality i think for a long time it was very bland and now like you have a jelly roll you have laney wilson who's doing a tremendous job just being herself out there and like Honestly, like a new age Dolly Parton, as far as, as far as I'm concerned, I will make that declaration right now. Like she is going to end up an icon when all's said and done because she's just herself, and not only that, but she's got a, she's surrounded by a team of people who encourage and empower her to be herself. Like she can't do it any other way, and it's amazing to see, you know, somebody like that, you know, have the level of success that she's having in an industry that you know typically. You know, the popular notion is has really put a lot of artists, especially mainstream ones, in this box, you know, because these artists now have more tools at their disposal to do it themselves, they're get being given more license and free reign, say by the labels, you know, by whomever gatekeepers, tastemakers to be themselves. Because if the label's not gonna let them do it, they're gonna walk and they're gonna go do it themselves anyway, and probably be just as, if not more, successful. So yeah. it's it's amazing to see you know, what's happened, you know, as far as people like just being able to express themselves more authentically without this, without this like veil, you know, that's kind of put in front of them by, by the industry or by a particular tastemaker. And yeah, Tony Robbins, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he is who he is. He's been very transparent about his story, you know, his upbringing, you know, and how that shaped him into having the impact he has. And I, yeah, definitely somebody, To admire and somebody you know who's who's done well with his with his story and with his message of course so we are coming up on time and i want to thank you um nicholas luisi of sales performance team joining us on the show so much value i I feel like we could talk all day Uh, i do want to give you a chance though to tell us where we can support you learn more about what you're doing anything in particular you want to drive the audience to
1: yeah, I appreciate that, right? One is that, you know, I, I got to practice what I preach, right? So I got to move the community forward. So if you like what I said and you know just want to kind of connect, hit me up on uh, Facebook or LinkedIn. It's Nicholas Luisi, L-O-I-S-E. Um, if you want to get on our newsletter, you could go to my website, which is salesperformanceteam.com, where I talk about all things sales, all things marketing. I try to add value to that. Um, and, um, you know, you could just get on our newsletter, right? You could go also, you know, if you... If you have somebody in business that that needs some assistance, we have a bunch of free valuable stuff that's that we give away for free. We have a lot of content we give away for free. You can go to salespack.salesperformanceteam.com. That's salespack, salesperformanceteam.com. Um, and that's the most important thing, right? Just kind of, if you like what we said and want to learn more, uh, maybe I'll start writing a little bit more for artists. I like what you're doing for your community uh, out there and I want to provide value um my brother is a writer right I, you know i think it's his kind of his walter Mitty, uh where he does a lot of writing he does a lot of that you know and so you know he grinds it out every day so everything you're doing for the artist community as i started talking about gerard is the most important thing you could do um so keep it up uh, great job with your coaching program great job with everything i respect what you're doing and i respect your community hopefully i added value to them today
0: absolutely and added value to them added value to me to the show everything so thanks so much for joining us thank you my man so there you have it nicholas luisi of sales performance team llc joining me today on the quinn spin and as promised what a masterclass! can't wait to have nick back phenomenal guest welcome back anytime and i'm sure and i hope that you learned something from this episode today We have plenty more in store here at The Quinn Spin, two episodes a week now. By the way, I got thrown off a little bit last week. Uh, My car got totaled on Wednesday morning, and so the rest of my week was spent dealing with that uh, and didn't want to rush an episode out, but we're back to two a week now. So, and thank you to everybody who reached out, um, you know, who, who knew that, and if you didn't know that, well, now you do. And... One thing you should know is that The Quinn Spin is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and more. Also on the socials, at Official on Instagram and threads, and The Quinn Spin, two ends and Quinn, two ends and spin on Facebook and TikTok. You can also learn more about the show at Underground Music Collective. UMCNashville.com is our central hub for all things independent music, creativity, community, and more. UMC Nashville will also lead you to us. On most of the socials except Facebook, it's UMC Worldwide because there was this whole awkward pivot we made. And then we pivoted back, and the UMC Nashville page was taken by the United Methodist Church. Nash Live shows at Nash Live shows on Instagram specifically for Nash Live, our local event production arm here. We are meshing the live music and content creation experiences together. And we have one on March 23rd. It is Aureus the Healers. Lord and Foundation Mecca, both three-time guests of the spin and Alexis Dawn. Get your tickets now. This is going to be unreal. It's going to be a phenomenal experience. You're not going to want to miss it. And we might have one or multiple of those artists on the show between now and March 23rd. Revel 9's all become. They're going to take us out like it brought us in. Grab some muffins on your way out.